Welcome to Sports Connection. I'm Darren Joins, Williamson County Schools Athletic Director. I'm here with the mask man, Tate Matthews, and you've got a very special mask on this week. Tell our audience why, Mr. Matthews. Well, the Blue Cross Bowl, the Blue Cross, uh, is, uh, Blue Cross is the uh, official sponsor of the state championship games in Cookville. We were there. Cook uh, Summit brought home the gold ball, as many remember. And I busted this out because they're also the official sponsor of the state tournament. And we're headed back to Murfreesboro this week. And I plan on heading back next week with you because I think Franklin's going to go too. But we'll definitely be there this week to watch the Lady Patriots. And I'm very excited about it. First time Paige makes it all the way to the state tournament. School opened in 1975. You had the legendary coach, Jim James, Jim Ringstaff, who the Jim's named after, right? Yes. And then you've got Ralph Ringstaff, who was the original district AD, who still helps with the girls' program. Not an official assistant coach this year, but he's definitely still there and still involved. And I know he was very excited about it as well. First trip for the girls' team. Very exciting. Very exciting. Um for, for that school, still a very community feel. Rudderville, I know they take a lot of pride in that, but it's neat. I, I know Coach Ringstaff's very excited. Hard to believe with all that tradition in basketball there on either side, the first state tournament appearance, but it's going to be fun. Well, and you're talking, uh, uh, you know, we're going to, we're, we're really, this is the time of year, I've always said, in basketball, you want to practice when it's warm outside. That's right. That it's, means something's good ha good's happened. That's right. It's kind of like you want to practice some football on Thanksgiving Day. You, that's right. When, when everybody's packing up to get ready to go or going to the, the spray tan booth to get ready for spring break, <laughs> you want to be still practicing in the gym. Everybody else is getting the plastic tubs out, folding the stuff up. Yes. Working on the summer schedule. And, you know, it's pretty funny when, when the season ends. That's when all the coaches start calling to make their schedules because they're trying to occupy their mind. They're like, dang, the season's over, and I right. don't want to think about it, so I'm going to do some inventory. I'm going to schedule next year's games. going to clean off and polish the balls and work on summer camps. One of my favorite basketball coaches, one of the, one of the true greats in the mid-state, loved to tell his team after putting a team out in the region tournament or the sectionals especially, hey, boys, guess what the team we just played are doing tomorrow. They're packing their stuff up. He loved to say that in the locker room. I think that's neat. It's a good Pretty line. Good line. <laughs> hey, look, we're obviously going to talk mainly basketball here today with the state tournament coming up, but spring sports, Tate. I mean, it's in the air. Uh, I, I was just thinking I saw where Coach Powell uh, there at Brentwood, you know the spring's getting started when you have those early season softball tournaments. Uh, they're hosting an invitational uh, coming up here in the next week or so. Centennial and Nolensville are also going to host sites. Ravenwood and Franklin also in that tournament. So before you know it, it'll be spring sports, it'll be spring fling, and then we'll be talking about Wilco's in the summer and all that kind of stuff. So it goes by really quickly. Really quickly, and, you know, it's, it's, I've tried to have to remind myself to be mindful. of Remember, these people, these spring sports lost their season last year, hard to believe. And um, so – you know, I know we're all excited, but uh, can you imagine how excited they are right now? Uh, I think Coach Powell put on Twitter, it's been 355 days or something <laughs> like that since their last game, and they get to be out there. So it's great. All those tournaments will be back. And as you know, we're pretty good in the spring sports and, and Wilco as well. Generally speaking, we. Yeah. We'll probably add a gold ball or two. <laughs> yeah. Maybe a couple individual championships too. And then you'll be able to one, <laughs> two, 
<laughs> I'm sure the other districts love it. I'm sure they, they really enjoy that. I assume when they watch the show. I know out in Gallatin, in Sumner County, I know they're watching the show. And they do in Clarksville, too. Oh, that's true. So we need to be careful what we, what, what we give away here. There's, 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 they're up there on the YouTube during uh, YouTube.com. <laughs> All right, let's talk a little hoops, Tate. We're going to start with girls basketball. Uh, going into this, or at the time of the show last week, we had Paige taking on Cane Ridge. Paige ends up coming out on top of that game, 57-49. Again, uh, second, that's the second region championship in girls basketball for Paige. But as we said before, first state tournament trip. Cane Ridge scored the first basket of the night, but – once Paige tied the game and got the lead, it was no more the rest of the night. So great effort by Paige. Uh, Lily Wilkin, who is really stepping up her game in the tournament, 29.7 rebounds, five steals. And then Mackenzie Cochran, uh, Tate, got in some foul trouble too, but they had some folks step up. She did, got in, got in some foul trouble. Still ended up scoring 12 points and six rebounds when she came back in and with only 20 minutes of time. But Abigail Ward and Coach Brock talked about her. She came in. Played great minutes, and she has been all season long, but came in in the biggest game of the year against a very athletic and, as we know, well-coached Cane Ridge team. No turnovers, ran the offense to perfection. Um, he was very, very proud of her. So that's big, man, and, and you love to see that in a game like this. Braley Bushman, we talked about big time stepping up. Uh, and, Tate, this is a great time to interject this week's Jim. Page. No seniors. Zero. Zero. But everybody's looking forward to that, aren't they? Of course, it'll be a new district, new region. Uh, that's something. That's something. Well, and you mentioned uh, Lily Wilkin, 29 points, seven rebounds, five steals. Uh, there's so many cool things about that. Big-time players step up in big-time games, right? And, and that was something that Coach Brock was talking about this weekend is how he's just seen a change in her body. She's stronger and more – well – it's because we forget she's been around so long starting. She was, when we first, she started as a freshman, right? She's, she's two years older now. Of course she is. And she's taken that game to another level. But, you know, 29 points is big against anybody, but especially against Kane Ridge. They had to have known she was going to, you know, their game plan had to have been to stop her, correct? I would think that was probably <laughs> part of the plan. Right. Um, that's big, man. Big. Tournament MVP was Lily. Also, Mackenzie Cochran, Sadie Porter, who's also big time stepped up for Paige in the tournament. Amelia Osgood, Sydney Ryan for Brentwood, Ellie Colson for Summit. On to the sectionals on Saturday night, uh, where they did clinch their first state tournament trip. 63-53, Paige over Clarksville Northwest. Early in that game, 17-10, Northwest jumped out early. They were hitting threes. There was a lot of energy in the gym. But then the next thing you know, Paige is on a 23-4 run. At the half, it's 33-21, and they really never look back. Never look back, and, and, and I think the Cane Ridge game prepared them for this Northwest game, uh, but that's pretty cool. No seniors. They got down 17-10, and they did not panic. And, um, you know, that's a big win. I think they, you know, they're going to the state tournament, so what more can you say? But And, again, uh, something that's been a big part of that, Mackenzie Cochran, 9 for 10 free throws. Mackenzie and Lily are both right at about 77 78% free throws for the year. The team's right around 80. That, that usually um, comes in pretty handy come postseason uh, and, and, and a big part of that. That, that, was, that was a big win. Well, and because of that, 
And really, they're poised, too. When you watch them play, it's become apparent to me, because I've watched them several times in the last few weeks, is they've got this great demeanor. It's not really boisterous, and it's not real talkative, but it's very calm under pressure. Uh, so I know Coach Brock, one of the reasons, he'll put it in the freezer early now with five or six minutes left because he, know he knows they can handle the ball. He also knows they're not going to get rattled, and he also knows they're going to make free throws. So that's a nice luxury to have. So I heard that this weekend as well. Not about that game, but, but also heard you say that about the game. For the, for the rookies out there, the, the basketball for dummies, what does that mean? Put it in the freezer early. Uh, basically, you're holding the ball, looking for a layup or to be fouled and then go to the free throw line. And, you know, it's real interesting about that. Some people have a philosophy of always doing it. I did it both ways. It depended on the team. I had some teams that could do it. We'd do it early. We'd shoot free throws, no problem. I've had other teams I've tried it with, and they would get so rattled because they were so high octane during the game, they couldn't dial it back, and I didn't do it. So uh, I'm not sure Coach Brock, I saw him do that before like he's doing this year, but it makes sense because of the team he has. What did you do with the team three years ago? Kept shooting. <laughs> Never. No, all gas, no brakes. That's right. I love it. That's right. You know, the other thing I love about this, this Page team is they're, they're, they're high octane, right? They, they score 60 points, 70 points, 80 points. But there's a few games in there, Spring Hill, they've had to win 45, 39, whatever. Uh, isn't that a sign of a good team? You know, I mean. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. They can win several different ways. Yes. And that's uh, – we're awful proud of them. Uh, when they were 10-7 and seven, a few weeks ago, maybe people were thinking, hey, it wasn't going to happen, but they've won 11 in a row. They've got a tough test on Thursday at 8.30 uh, versus Maryville. They've got a couple young ladies who are really, really solid players. Got a player who's committed to Iowa State. But, hey, you're there, in with the shot. I'm not counting them out. Well, think about that. They were down 17-10. to 10. You mentioned a 23-4 run. They can go on runs, right? If this team gets hot, Maribel needs to look out. No doubt about it. All right, let's move on to the boys' side. Uh, where we left off last week was the region semis. Franklin, the number one seed, comes out and beats Brentwood 69-53. Really, that's not indicative of the kind of game it was. Jake Brock, on a great pass from Griffin Burke, hits a three to go up 35-34, and it was like, uh-oh, Franklin might be in, getting in trouble. It's late in the third. Maybe they're going to get nervous. They're the favorite. They're playing at home, but maybe – uh, Brentwood pulls off the upset. What does Franklin do? They respond with an 18-2 run. And it was in that moment you're going, okay, this is a team that can – I mean, they were already deep, right? They're in the region semis. But you could see why they have gone on the run they have because of how they stepped up in that moment. Yeah, 18-2 run against Brentwood, that's, that's pretty strong. So, um I would love to. You could probably add it up if we took the time. We're not going to. How many times in the past four years have Brentwood Franklin played? Man, it's just it just seems, it's an annual thing, postseason, and and that's a good win. One uh, shout out to Brentwood for battling back and getting back into that. You know, there there was a time where they were even looking like maybe fourth, right, in, in the region. But um, it's always fun when those two get together. But an eighteen-two run against Brentwood, that's big, uh, and 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 Matt Thurman who you talked about last week, always been a big part of their success. He's really, really pumped it up in the postseason. Big-time performance the other night. Yeah, Matt, to me, is the difference in the postseason. I mean, obviously, Connor Bevin's doing some scoring. He had a, a great scoring night in that uh, uh, region final. In the region semis, he goes for 11. Kemp's still going for 20, right? I mean, right. He's, he's getting his 20. 
Aiden Smiley, 8, Taylor Spirito, 13, but Thurman, 14. And it's not so much even the scoring. It's this physical presence. It's this emotional leadership. It's this toughness. Uh, to me, tournament time has been Thurman time. No doubt about it. And also the thing I love about our, our good friend Taylor Spirito, I mean, 13 points, and he's always he, he's the defensive guy, right? He, the, I don't know who he was on, but they probably – changed them around a little bit, but when they want to harass somebody, when they want to slow somebody down on the other side, he's, he's that person. And then putting in 13 points as well, that's awesome. Gotta and, love it. And let's not forget the last football game he played, he had like 234 yards received. Right. Uh, and Mr. Bevan, QB1, as Coach Whidbey likes to call him in the starting, starting lineup, uh, you know, the, these guys have some experience when it matters. Those two have had a heck of a year together. They really have. The other semifinal, Cane Ridge 76, Ravenwood 46. Another game that really the score, maybe not totally indicative of the game, it was 23-20 late in the first half. Cane Ridge hits kind of a desperation three uh, to go up six at the half. But then when the second half started, Cane Ridge comes out on a 12-0 route and they just couldn't stop the bleeding. Uh, Ravenwood couldn't. It's on the road, not much of a crowd. Brandon Miller, who's an NBA player, let's face it, he's, he's, he's a pro-level kind of player gets on a roll, and Ravenwood just couldn't come back. Yeah, can't play catch-up against Cane Ridge. Um, it's going to end poorly for you. Noah Clifford, 15 points. Connor English, 9. Uh, Ravenwood and Coach Whitlock finished the season 18-10, but don't feel sorry for them. District tournament runner-up, region semis. They won the freshman tournament. They won the JV tournament. Future's pretty bright for Brentwood. And I did meant to mention, meant, meant to mention too, about Brentwood. After their final game, they lose five seniors. Griffin Burke, John Winley, big-time players in the league for a while, and some others as well. Uh, for Ravenwood, eight seniors, led by Nick Dang, Trevor Andrews, Connor English. So, again, some, some seniors that played their final game, but nothing to be ashamed of. All those seniors just mentioned, household names, and WCS, going to be sad to see them go. But you're right, cover's not bare for Ravenwood or Brentwood, they've got they've got some. Jake Brock's coming back. Remember they had a, a freshman, Daniel Cochran, the big man who started every game as a freshman. Um, Cubbers not bare for either Ravenwood or Brentwood, so going to be fun to watch that battle the next few years as well. Let's move on to the region championship. It was an instant classic. Franklin seventy one, Cane Ridge seventy five. It was the rematch of the two thousand eighteen championship, which Franklin won seventy seven sixty eight at Antioch. You know, and really when you look at, at Cane Ridge, uh, what's impressive, they broke Franklin's 24-game winning streak. They didn't start practicing till February 1st. They've only played 12 games. And, you know, that's something Coach Whitlock said. He was like, man, what's scary about this team? What if they had played all year? Because you think about it, starting February 1st is the equivalent of you're in the a form you would be in a Christmas tournament. Right. So – it's a tough team. I mean, it was a great game, too. It was a great atmosphere. It was a third full. It might have, might have looked a little different than that. It's because we're so used to seeing such small crowds. But Dr. Pantall and the folks at Franklin did a good job out there. Uh, was good, good, glad to see the students back having a good time rooting on their team. But it had a very, very special feel. Do you think Cane Ridge could win the state championship? No. Because of Houston? Uh, well, <laughs> I don't say that yet. But... Uh, <laughs> I don't think so. I think if they've got to beat that level of team three games in a row, I think it catches up to them. Just yeah. because, I mean, conditioning has to be an issue, right? Has to be. Now, so. in the region tournament, same kind of thing, but there's some days off there. 
right? You've got, uh, I guess they started on uh, Saturday, Tuesday, Thursday. State tournament doesn't work that way. Bam, bam, bam. Thursday, Friday, Saturday against really, really top-level teams. So because of that, I don't think so, but I'll say this. <laughs> there will be teams in the state tournament not as good as Cambridge. I agree. Do you play devil's advocate and say, hey, they didn't start till February 1st, so they're fresh? Well, that's, I think that, that actually is a good point. It really is. Now that they've survived it and we've played 12 or 13 games with that time, maybe. And you know what? I think maybe they're, they've got this mentality of it's house money here. We are so thankful that we're getting to play. Maybe they're loose. You know, so who knows? Coach Sims, great guy, too. Great guy. Uh, great program. I, I, I'm a big – I wanted to see Franklin win that, but um, I'm a big Cane Ridge fan. But that's, that's where I was going with that. I mean, a, a four-point loss, that game was – that game could have gone either way. Um, no shame in that loss right there. I think Kane Ridge is legit. I think they can make some noise. Well, you got an and like you said, they got a they got an NBA player. I mean, they play. do. And Taylor Spirito did a great job on him. He held him to 22. But I'm telling you, he worked for 22. Yeah. And he scored some buckets late. Uh, you know, what impressed me, again, about Franklin, kind of like that Brentwood game, they're down 67-60 with minute and a half, minute 45 left, and they just kept plugging. They kept plugging. They kept plugging. Uh, Kemp hits a three. Uh, to cut the lead to 70-69 with 48 seconds. And then Spirito picks the pocket of the future pro. They steal the ball. They get a foul called. Thurman goes to the line, hits a couple of free throws. Now Franklin's got the lead, and you're like, okay, one stop, this is probably over. And then Brandon NBA uh, pick uh, Miller hits a tough little bank shot there. Franklin doesn't score, and now it becomes free throws, and, and Franklin loses. But great night for Franklin, Connor Bevan. Uh, five threes, 19 points, Thurman 15, Kemp 21, Spirito 11 after guarding Miller. So I know Coach Tiger talked about uh, Taylor a lot after the game and well-deserved. What a tough cookie. And fan of this show. That's not the only reason we talk about you, Taylor. That's right. But you talking about performing, Taylor Spirito performed. Glue guy. That's what Coach Webb called him during the football season, glue guy, utility guy, and he did it again. And you know, again, you just mentioned that. 19 for Bevan, 15 for Thurman, 21 for Kemp, Spirito for 11. Hey, man, sometimes, sometimes it just doesn't fall your way. But if I told you that going into it, you'd say, hey, we got a pretty good chance to win that one, right? So just a great basketball game. Hey, that's one of those where you hate to see somebody lose. For sure. All-tournament team, congratulations, Matt Thurman, Taylor Spirito from Franklin, Griffin Burke, John Winley from Brentwood, Trevor Andrews, Jake Mulder from Ravenwood, Thomas Seaman from Page. So congratulations to those young men and also those young women that we mentioned before for being on the all-region tournament team. Uh, great tournament. Too bad for Ravenwood. Ravenwood was set to host that district and region, and it didn't happen. I hope when you know we split up here for the districts that their district will say, go ahead and host Ravenwood, and then I hope the two districts end up saying, Go ahead and host uh, Ravenwood for the region, too, because they were ready. Get the big score vision boards. Oh, yeah. They had them ready to go. Well, and you know about that media department out there, and they're killing it on the, on the boards. They would, have, they would have put on a performance for sure. Coach Elrod was bummed. Not because just, I mean, because Ravenwood couldn't have the tournament, but he, listen, he was excited about what was going to go on that tournament with the graphics. And, Show off your new toy, man. Yeah, no doubt. Doing a great job, as you said. Yep. All right, let's talk a little bit about this week's games. Uh, Page, Maryville, 
Thursday night, the winner will end up getting Collierville or Blackman in the semifinals. So I like that draw. You looking for a page win? Yeah, of course. I think so. Lily's going to go off. The, the, the rest of the crew is going to be along with her. It, I don't know. I, did you want to stay away from Lebanon if you could? I think probably, right? Yes, yes. So I like that draw. I think we can beat Maryville. Bring on Collierville or whoever else we talked about. Let's go. You know, the big thing with Lebanon was trying to stay away, you know, because the regions are lined up. Right. So it was, it was you know, you want to win, but it's kind of like because they've got the experience and Coach Barrett does a great job. So, no, I think uh, 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 the draw, it, it is what it is, right? They've got the player from Iowa that's, that's going to play at Iowa State apparently, but I like the shot for I Paige. I really do. 8.30 game. It's the last game on Thursday night. Looking forward to it. It's going to be a big time. I, I know they can't get everybody up there, but I hope every seat that's available to the page faithful that we take advantage of it. Um, and, you know, it's not spring break yet, so get up there and support them. But, yeah, you, we, we talked about it. When they get hot like that, heck yeah, they can win. I like it. Let's talk the boys' substate, as you and I like to call it, slash sectionals. I, I love I substates. That's, substate. uh, I, I love that name. Coach Brock calls it substate, too. I love substate. So we've got Franklin – at Clarksville. Now, let's talk about Clarksville's road to getting here. And by the, by the time we air the show, the game will be over, but let's see how smart we were or weren't. <laughs> uh, Clarksville defeats Green Hill, Clarksville Northeast, and Beach to win the region. That's a pretty nice little run there by Ted Young and Clarksville. And I, I don't even know what their record is for the year. Somebody was asking me that earlier. It, it really doesn't matter with them. Coach Young is notorious. He's kind of like Coach Thweet at Hillsborough. He, he kind of gears his team towards that tournament, doesn't worry about it too much early in the year, doesn't watch a lot of game film. He's kind of easing into the season. He said, I get serious about that stuff late in the season. Well, they've got a Division One guard in J.J. Wheat. It's going to be a tough task for Franklin uh, going to Clarksville. Yeah, it is, and, and, and he's been there a long time. So, uh, you know, he's kind of – he's got to figure it out the way he wants to do it, right? So um, – and he uh, – like, he's also a little bit like Thweeton. They like to keep it low if they can, right? The, the game plan will to be to keep the score low against Franklin. I would think against Franklin he'll, yeah. he'll try to make it not quite as high octane. I look for them to play the 2-3 matchup zone. You know, he, he's done that over the years, uh, which makes you maybe have to take your time just a little bit. I think that plays into it. That gym's dark. You know, it's a little bit different. I like that gym. I do, too. It's a different place to play. Uh, but I'm telling you, I, I think it's Franklin and I think it's Cane Ridge beating Beach. I think both of those teams from the region final are going to advance. I, I think you're right. <clears throat> I really do. Um, not just because we're on this show. I think they're going to beat them. I, I, I like, again, they just came up a little bit short against a really good team who's going to, as we'll be talking about later, Cane Ridge is going to go to the state tournament too. So I'm with you. I think we get the sweep. Uh, between those two. The Cane Ridge is done. Uh, Be Beach can't beat them. I mean, I know that's, you know, that place still tugs at your heartstrings <laughs> a little bit. Come on. I have to say, though, I mean, I, I hate to say this on air, I, I'm rooting for Beach in that one. You should be. I mean, you I've spent got, a long time there. I did. They ain't beating them. I root for Tennessee <laughs> to beat Alabama. It hadn't happened since you know, high school. <laughs> you know what was interesting, though? As a coach, I, I never wanted to play Beach as the Franklin coach. I just didn't. But I was really rooting for Franklin to play Beach in the substate. I mean, I was wanting it big That'd time. That would have been cool. It would have been great. 
it would have been great. But it didn't work out. And didn't that's work fine. out. Doesn't matter. We're going to go up to Clarksville. If you go, Dr. Qualls, the former host of this show, can tell you Johnny's Burger in Clarksville, Coach Wild will tell you, never disappoints. You got to finish off with the bun and cream. It's unbelievable. Any Franklin people going up there, find Johnny's Burgers. Don't let the outside appearance of the restaurant decor fool you. It never disappoints. Well, that usually means that it's good, though, if it's, oh, it's kind of. They, they've been cooking burgers on that griddle since. <laughs> don't uh, clean Ray it. Roberts and Carlton Flat played it <laughs> at, the, at the Govs, and I don't know that it's been cleaned. It that, is so good. Well, that's what keeps the. That's right. That's right. Johnny's Burgers. So I would tell you this, and there's been some talk about this, that the winner of that game gets it's it's going to be Houston. Houston's got to beat Bartley, but it's Houston, right? Uh, so I've heard some talk about that, and I think what people have forgotten, it used to be that way, that you knew going in to the sub-state game who the state tournament opponent would be. Back as far back as 2005, when I was coaching at Beach, we played Hillsboro. And not that we were focused on it, but I knew because I'd watched them. The winner of that game was getting Cleveland in the first round, and it was one of those like, oh, man, if we – we get through this one, we're not even going to go. We might win a game here. Just see how, you know, you get to the tournament. Yeah. And so I know people are, are excited about that, probably because it's Houston on the other side. If it were some team you thought you were the heavy favorite, then. But it's just the way it is. In Kentucky, they draw each year. You know what regions are going to match up in the state tournament early in the year. So it's not unprecedented. I get it, and it's probably because it's Houston. But here's what I would say. Let's make the state tournament first. Let's beat Clarksville first. Yeah, let's, worry, let's go to the tournament, and then we'll worry about what the draw was. But here's what I would say, too. Don't count them out. Well, let me ask you this. I'm not counting them out. I think we're going to beat them. I think we're going to beat Clarksville, and then we're going to beat them. But let me ask you this. Is anybody going up there just to make an appearance, or, or is everybody's goal to win the state championship? That's what I'm saying. Well, you have to beat them at some point anyways. Got to beat them anyway. Got to beat them anyway. So the winner of that game, once that goes down, would be uh, Dobbins-Bennett-Oak Ridge winner versus Siegel-Warren County winner. And what a great season by Warren County, by the way. Uh, really happy for them because that's a program that's struggled some over the years. Bobby Luna, I don't know if you know that. He was the coach at Warren County. did a nice job there. I did not know that. Uh, so I know he was, he was excited to see them doing well. All right, Tate, let's finish up on this. And I, you probably didn't think I was going to bring this up, but I will – here towards the end. Oh, I, uh, last week we had we had some picks last week, and uh, you know you wanted to be a difference maker on a couple of picks, and we both had Franklin Ravenwood in the finals of the of the region. Well, we missed that. We missed the Ravenwood game, both of us. You did pick Ravenwood to win it. I picked Franklin, so I feel like that's a win for me because I did pick the ultimate winner. And then on the girls' side. I went with Paige, and you went with Kane Ridge. And Coach Brock said, you tell Tate, you keep, you keep, picking, you, you keep picking the other team. So, Coach Brock, he has picked Maryville. So, do with it what you need to do with it. Yeah. But, uh, listen, I could help. Tate is not anti-Lady Patriots. He's just trying to. Hey, just trying to. Yeah, trying to get a win. Trying to stir things up here a little bit. But I'm glad I could be of help. I picked the wrong Cane Ridge, and I let my man, uh, let me tell you something, my, my good friend Evan Gaynor, freshman uh, guard for the Ravenwood Raptors, we played um, the WNSL tournament this this weekend. Uh, Evan, you're going to hear about Evan no for doubt. the next three years, but I let him know, come on, man. Uh, won the 10th won the grade upper um, tournament 
Daniel Cochran was on the team. Oh, okay. Uh, played a 10th grade JV private school team. Let's just say their fathers were not very happy about getting beat when they found out <laughs> they were getting beat by freshmen. But anyways, I told my man Evan, Evan, man, Coach Joins went up on me again. You know, what happened? But anyways, great season for the Raptors. No doubt. Tate, always enjoy seeing you. Virtual bump. Virtual bump. See you in Murfreesboro. See you in Murfreesboro. It's going to be exciting. Exciting. Man. <laughs> My, my Kentucky roots came back. I just dropped the G. <laughs> I'm excited. Get up there and support them if you can. Oh, you got it. You got to. If not, you know, you can watch it on the NFHS That's network. Right. They've got all the games. They've got a relationship there with TSSAA. And hopefully all the fans out there have their have their subscriptions, right? Yes, sir. To, to, to be able to get into those games. Uh, and if you don't. Not too late to subscribe. That's right. I think it's a month-to-month thing if you want to. Or right? you can do it yearly, you know, whichever you choose to do. So it's been a good deal. Been a good deal. We will us. be there in person. We will be there in person. As always, we appreciate you joining us for Sports Connection, and we'll see you next time.